listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This week, I want to talk about getting rid of bad fruit. So there has been this phenomena in my yard for the last few years, actually probably just the last two years, I have these two beautiful nectarine trees. And if you saw these trees, they look healthy, the flowers are beautiful and healthy, and they produce a ton of fruit. So you wouldn't think anything was wrong with them, except this crazy thing started happening about two almost three years ago, when the fruit would come on the tree, before it could ripen, I would start seeing these oozing parts on the fruit, and then I would see them just kind of rot and either die on the tree and stay there or fall off. So this tree was being loaded down with fruit, but then the fruit was getting sick and it was falling off. Initially, I thought maybe there were bugs, I thought bugs were getting into the fruit or eating it, and they were getting to the fruit before I could. And I'm like, man, I need to spray some organic spray or something to keep the bugs away. But then I noticed something. On some of the individual fruit, as it got a little bit bigger, I was seeing this brown stuff, that, and it looked like it was rotting. And I was like, could an insect really be doing this? So... For the last couple years, I've been trying to figure this out. Now, the first year that it happened, it wasn't on all of the fruit right away. I just started seeing it happen as they would ripen. And if I had known what it was, I could have cut those fruit off and treated the other parts of the tree close by, and I could have prevented this outbreak. But at the time, I had asked somebody who I know, who's a landscape architect, what was going on with the tree, And they were not from this area, but they do know nectarine trees from the area that they're in. And they said that they thought maybe it was just because we had a late freeze in the season. So I thought, oh, well, that stinks. I guess this batch of fruit is going to be lost, but it should be fine next year. Well, that wasn't what was actually going on. What has been going on with the trees, I finally just looked up what I was seeing And it turns out it's something called brown rot. Now, brown rot is not something that is necessarily in the tree itself. Brown rot is actually very common in the state of Tennessee and some of the southern states because of how humid it gets. Brown rot is a fungal infection. And it can infect the fruit on an otherwise healthy tree. But it goes after stone fruit. So... Stone fruit being peaches, nectarines, plums, cherries, things like that. But it is actually a fungal infection. And this fungus will float through the air and it will get on fruit. And if they're not treated, it can make them rot. So not every tree in the South gets this, of course. But if I had known this, I would have actually been able to treat the tree sooner. What do I mean by that? So one of the ways that you treat it, as soon as you see 
a fruit that's starting to rot, you cut it off and you treat that part of the branch that it's on and you treat all of the fruit around it because this fungus likes jumping from fruit to fruit. So what that means is if you leave the fruit on the tree, it actually starts infecting the rest of the tree. And it's not that the fruit itself from the tree was bad. It didn't start bad. It's this fungus that's in the air that's gotten on it. But if you leave it there, then it starts infecting the other parts of the tree. It starts infecting the other fruit. It can infect the branches. It can get into twigs. And if a tree gets sick enough, it can get all the way down into the roots. So when I realized what it was, I was like, oh no, I had no idea. If I had been treating this when it started two years ago, I probably could have had a healthy tree again. And now it had gotten worse each year. So what I realized is that this tree needed to be treated and it needed to be treated pretty aggressively. And what I needed to do was hire somebody who was the expert to come out and treat my tree by cutting off all of the mummified fruit from the branches that had been sick and treating those branches, spraying down the whole tree with an organic antifungal spray and treating even the roots of the tree all the way down to the root so that it would soak up the medicine and it could be healed from the root up in throughout the entire tree. So that's what I did. I got my trees treated, but I realized that this is an amazing metaphor for some biblical principles and some things in life, and it was worth looking at prophetically. So in the Bible, in John 15, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So this is in John 15. This is the NIV translation. And we see that God is the gardener. Jesus says, I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. So Jesus is the head. We are the body. So we are the vine. God is the gardener. Jesus, well, we are the vine. Jesus is the vine. We are parts of the vine with Jesus. But God is the gardener. Our Father God is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. So what we see here is that to stay healthy, we have to cut off dead branches. Now, dead branches in our lives can be wrong jobs, wrong relationships, unhealthy scenarios, unhealthy habits. They can be anything that is actually pulling us in the wrong direction, right? Because those things are dead and they cannot bring life to our lives. So if anything, they will corrupt the rest of the tree or take life from the rest of the tree or vine. In other words, take life from us. We have to cut those things off. Now, in the example of my tree... That fruit started dying and that fruit needed to be cut off so that it would not corrupt the rest of the tree and so that the rest of the tree would not put energy into that fruit. It also says that, well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. 
So my tree was producing fruit, but then the fruit was dying. So that fruit needed to be pruned off so that the remaining fruit could actually be healthy and more fruitful. So that is in John 15. We also see in Matthew 7, 17 to 18, that even so, every good tree brings forth fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So I like that it actually says corrupt here. Because if we think of ourselves as trees and we look at an evil tree as an evil person who is choosing to do evil, then it means that that person cannot produce good fruit. But another tree can be corrupt by the evil tree and that fruit. And when a tree is corrupt, it struggles to produce good fruit. So my trees were being corrupted They were being corrupted by a fungal infection. It wasn't from my trees. My trees were baby trees. They were healthy. There was another tree close by that carried this fungal infection and was infecting my tree. And because it was close by, that infection was getting on my tree. It says in some places that a tree that is evil needs to be cut down. So because whatever tree close by was not being dealt with, it was corrupting my tree. But even so, because these fruit that had been corrupted were not being cut off and thrown away, they were corrupting the rest of my tree. They were making the rest of my tree sick. So we also see in Galatians 5.9, now this is not a metaphor about trees, But this is really what happens when you don't prune the things off of your life that need to be pruned off. And when you don't prune the dead branches off of a tree or the sick fruit off of a tree. This example is talking about yeast. In Galatians 5.9, it says a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. In some translations, it says a little yeast corrupts the whole batch of dough. And what the yeast represents here in this parable is corruption and sin. So, and it's actually false teaching as well. Paul was talking against false teaching and how a little bit of false teaching, a little bit of manipulation, a little bit of sin and evil and corruption from the wrong people can corrupt a good batch of dough where the entire batch is corrupted by this tiny bit of yeast and how you have to completely remove the yeast so that the dough and the batch is not corrupted. So it's the same with my tree those things needed to be removed because as soon as that little tiny bit of fungal infection was there, it tried to corrupt the whole tree. And if it had been cut off and removed immediately and the tree had been treated in those areas that it had touched, then the tree could have remained healthy. But the trees ended up getting sick. So this is a perfect metaphor prophetically for our lives. Because just as I had to call in the gardening expert or the gardener, there are things in our lives that have remained sick for so long that only God himself, the true gardener, 
as it says in John 15, that our Father God is the gardener, right? So we call in the gardener to garden in our lives and to do what only Father God, the true gardener, can do in our lives and in our hearts. So just as I had to call in an expert gardener, to come in, to cut off all of the dead fruit, to prune off any dead branches, to cut off any corrupt fruit, and then to treat my tree with a balm that took care of the sickness, but not just to treat the surface of my tree, but to treat my tree all the way into the roots so that my tree was being treated with this healing fluid all the way deep into the roots and being healed even from the inside out. We are like those trees. When we do not cut off the wrong people, like abusive people, for example, or false teaching or negative places or sin from our lives, those things, those people, those places can start corrupting the positive fruit that we are producing. We might be very fruitful. We could even be a tree that looks healthy on the outside and has beautiful blossoms just like my tree. But when it comes to the fruit, the fruit is being corrupted by the dead branches, by the sick branches, and by the pruning that needed to happen that has not taken place. So the fruit that should be healthy and should be sweet and should be good fruit is actually being corrupted by the evil things that need to be cut out of our lives. This is actually a really good example of what happens in abuse because an abusive person might come into your life and if they just touch a little bit of it, they might make that one part sick. Maybe a little bit of fruit gets corrupted. But if you recognize what's going on, that it needs to be cut off and you remove that person from your life so that that abuse can no longer take place, then you cut out all of the fruit that they affected that got sick and you heal the tree and you heal those areas and you keep producing good fruit. But if that person, that abusive person or that abusive job or whatnot is allowed to stay in your life and it is not removed, then it doesn't just corrupt that little area. It starts making other branches sick. It starts getting to the other fruit until before you know it, you end up sick the same way that my tree was. And this could go for abuse. This could go for sin. Maybe it's something that's been dabbled in a little bit here and it wasn't a big deal if it was cut off and shut down, but it's continued on. You know, an example would be addiction. Maybe someone tried a drug once and that caused some issues. But if they had stopped immediately and cut it away and never looked back, they would have been fine. But because they didn't, because they kept using, they became so addicted and sick that they needed a whole healing from the inside out. And the same can go for alcohol consumption. A little bit might not be a problem. But if you get drunk, well, that could be a problem. You know, cut off the bad fruit, cut off the things that happened in that scenario and, you know, be wiser. But if you continue to get drunk over and over and over again so that you're not seeing clearly, then fruit starts being corrupt, right? But the same goes for an abusive situation where you are being abused or you are around unhealthy, abusive people and they are not removed. Their false words, their attacks 
their manipulation can actually start corrupting things inside you until your view of yourself can even change. And you don't just get sick in a few areas and you don't just have some fruitfulness messed with where you just had to cut it off and heal the tree and move on. You actually need a whole healing from the inside out. Because the longer that sickness, the longer that fungal infection, the longer that yeast is allowed in there, the more it corrupts the whole batch. So there are things in our lives that maybe we did not get rid of as quickly as we should have. Maybe like me with my tree, when I did not recognize that that was a fungal infection, I just thought that the fruit had frosted and it was dying because of that. But if I had known that that was an infection, that that was a fungal infection, I would have cut it off right away and treated the tree, but I didn't know. So maybe we have areas in our lives where there was abuse. A lot of the time when people are in abuse, they don't see it, not right away. And then when things do start creeping up, it feels like there are two opposite truths. One, where you think that this person's good because that's what they lied to you about and manipulated with in the beginning. But two, this other very contrasting behavior that doesn't make you feel good, that's very controlling, that's whatever, but it can be hard to actually realize that the first truth is not a truth at all, that that original behavior was manipulation and lies to actually perpetuate the abuse. So you might not recognize it right away if there has been abuse in your life. And that might mean that just like me with my tree, you didn't cut it off right away. You didn't cut it off. You didn't cut that person off. You didn't cut that job that was abusive out. You didn't cut away that thing that needed to go. And it wasn't until it started affecting you so deeply, getting into all of your fruit, that you even knew that there was a problem that needed to be dealt with. This can go for abuse, as I'm saying now, but it could also be something with you know, addiction, maybe a little bit here and there didn't seem like a problem until it was such a problem that your life was affected, your relationships were affected, your business is affected, you know, maybe even your home and your livelihood and your ability to function and live daily life was affected because the thing that needed to be cut off right away, the thing, the person, the job, the negative activity, the bad habit, whatever it was needed to be cut off right away, but it wasn't recognized immediately until you got so sick that you didn't know how to cut it off and get better. But the good news is that we have a heavenly father who is a gardener and he knows how to go in and cut off not only all of the dead fruit or the corrupt fruit, and the dead branches, he knows how to treat the tree, the tree of our lives, not just on the surface level, but all the way down into the roots so that we can heal from the inside out. And what do we need to do to get this? Well, we need to go to the Father. We need to go to Jesus Christ. We need to go to the one who is our healer, who is the master gardener. And just as I knew that expert help needed to be called in and I called a gardener that knew how to help me treat my trees, we call upon our father, God, to help us treat our hearts our souls, our minds, our spirits, our bodies from the inside out 
so that he can treat every bit of sickness that those abuse statements and abusive behavior put in us. Those things that we were corrupted by because maybe we started believing the lie. Those habits that made us sick. Maybe those things that were addictions. You know, because the addiction got ingrained. What was once just a bad fruit became this deeper ingrained thing. But God, God knows exactly what to apply to all of those places. Deep down into the roots, he gave his son. And the blood of Jesus Christ is what washes us clean from the roots up through our trunks and from the inside out. But we do have to go to God. And we have to ask him for his healing. And we have to let the blood of Jesus cover and wash those places that were not well. And we have to allow ourselves to be opened to the pruning and the cutting so that God can cut off the dead branches that have made us sick. God can cut off and prune the sick fruit so that it doesn't make us any sicker. And God can heal us with his love and his power from the inside out, all the way down to the roots. God can transform us. There's a reason it says that we're born again in Christ. Because something that's so corrupt doesn't seem like it can be fixed. But in Christ, we're born again. We're given new life. We're treated at the roots. And there might be some residual things that God needs to treat over time with his love. But he treats us with his love, with the grace of God, and with the blood and love of Jesus Christ. And we start healing from the inside out. And what do we treat with? Well, we read the word. The word of God is like our antifungal. So anytime a lie tries to come up that is like a fungal infection, anytime an abusive behavior against us crops up, we know what to do. We cut those things off and we apply the antifungal, which is the word of God, the truth to every area that a lie tried to penetrate. We attach the truth, the word of God, the sword of truth. The sword cuts off the things that don't belong. And the word of God is a healing bomb that treats us with the truth. So what areas of your life need to be examined where you need to ask God to come in? And to help treat your heart and treat your mind and treat your soul and spirit and your body so that you can heal from the inside out. What areas in you need the touch of the Father, need the touch of the great gardener, our holy, holy Father, the gardener? What areas in your life do you need to allow him to prune so that you can be fruitful again? And what areas in your life have become sick because of the things that weren't pruned off that need to be treated with God's love and with the word of God and the truth? The good news in all of this is that he does treat us and he can heal us and he can heal us from the roots up. We just have to ask him to do it. Reach out to him and let him. So I hope that this was helpful today and that this encouraged you. And I encourage you this week to reach out to our holy gardener, our Father God, and ask him what areas you need 
his antifungal applied to and invite him into those places to bring deeper healing into your life so that you can be fruitful in all of the areas that you are made to be fruitful in and so that you can be healthy and abundant. I bless you all with that this week and I love you and I will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week.